My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions, and what, if anything, we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. In today's show, we're going to talk about why thinking New Year, New You will give you the January blues. And why giving up New Year's resolutions might actually help you achieve more of what you want. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. So I was listening to Gretchen Rubin's podcast, Happier, the other day. Okay. I've not listened to her, but I've heard much about her, and I did read her book um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm not a regular listener, but there are some similarities between, and some overlapping interests between what I want for people and obviously what she's trying to achieve. I mean, I've got this financial perspective. I want people to have better money management that supports a happier life, and she's more interested in kind of other things and how do you get that happier life and what it is mm. to have a happier life. Mm. But they kind of, there's overlap. Mm. Um, what I was interested in, Gretchen's done this 18 in 2018 challenge where her listeners could join her and Elizabeth in, that's her sister for anybody who doesn't listen to her, in making this list of 18 things that they think will make them happier in 2018 and then trying to tick those off during the course of the year. What interested me about this was that one of the listeners said they were really able to stick to that 18 and 2018 challenge, Mm. but they could never keep New Year's resolutions. Mm. Mm -mm. And that got me thinking about how much I love the feeling of starting a fresh new year and I really hate New Year's resolutions. I hate them. I hate New Year's resolutions. Yeah. (laughs) What's my thing about them is um, it's just like, why do we have to do this now? (laughs) Yeah. Why just now? Time is a continuum. <laughs> yeah, so they feel really arbitrary to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that they almost see, always seem to be a negative. Mm. And that bothers me. They're about giving something up. Yes, yeah. There's something very kind of self-punishing, almost yeah. like a reaction to Christmas yeah. overindulgence. It's like you've had too much fun. You've got to stop having fun. And what you're going to do now is have negative fun for a bit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for that reason, because they feel really reactive, I feel like there's no kind of real reflection behind them. There's just this assumption that like... 
you've had fun and now you're going to have the opposite of fun and that means these things that you're going to put this list together and it's going to be I'm going to stop eating the food I like I'm going to go to the gym whether or not I like going to the gym Mm. and whether some other kind of physical activity might be better for me and I'm going to stick to this really tight budget that's going to be really miserable as well Mm, mm. and I think there's some magical thinking behind that as well that assumption of new year new you fresh start on everything Mm. a you're trying to achieve too many things at Mm. once Mm. but it's also this assumption that you're magically a different person overnight yeah that's that's an annoying thing for me as well it's it's such an externally like it it, referencing so much outside yourself rather than thinking well who am i and what do i want and how can i work within myself it's like i must do these things because a magazine told me or it's the time of year or someone at the office asked me so i should come up with an answer yeah Um, like it's kind of yeah, yeah there's there's no it doesn't feel like it's coming from inside yourself. But also, speaking about the external world, it doesn't actually make reference to the fact that you're still in the same environment yeah. you were in. Exactly. So all the same factors yeah. that were reinforcing any bad habits you'd like to break, mm. you know, you're still in that same environment. The same people want to go for a fag at, you know, <laughs> quarter past ten yeah. that, you know, used to ask you before Christmas. So... Mm. You know, how how are you going to change that habit? It, again, without any actual reflection about that, you need to be realistic about what you're good at, what you're not so good at, what's going to be putting a pressure on you and do some planning around that. And I feel like a lot of the time New Year's resolutions are almost the opposite of that. Yeah, it, is, it does feel a bit like, you know, just throwing yourself out and like trying to be a whole new person, which it's yeah. just never going to work. Like, you know, you're stuck with you for good and for bad and you may as well just kind of go with that rather than try and reform yourself as an entirely new being in 31 days of January. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly, exactly. And often they're quite vague. People, you know, there's not really a plan. It's just a generic kind of, I'm going to be better with money, for example. I'm going to be thinner. Yeah, yeah. I must lose weight. I must stop drinking so much. But, like, just in this way of it's a thing that exists, not a thing you can really do. Yeah. 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 Very, very vague. Usually too big. Mm. And usually too many of them all mm, at once. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> this is one of my things with New Year's resolutions. It's like you pile it all up at one time and it just makes it a bit undoable, really. Mm. And if you could space them out, I mean, like, you can have New Year at any point in the year as well. People, and, but yeah, also, especially because January is a pretty grim month. Yeah, it is. Anyway. At least in this part of the world where we are, mm. January is cold and slushy. Yeah. Uh, and and grey and there's and not much sunshine. You can't so. wear sequins anymore because you just get looked at funny. Yeah. So don't, don't do that. And then they don't last. Mm. Inevitably, because of all the things we just said, mm. they don't last. Mm. And I feel like when they fail, you have a sense that the year has failed with them. Mm. Like if you're building up, you know, new year, new you, this is my new year, what it's going to look like. Mm. And your resolutions don't go and you're like, oh, well, that's my year messed up. And then you've almost got this sense as well that it's not worth trying again until the next year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a handy excuse of like, oh, well, that didn't work. So let's wait till next January clocks around. So. Yeah. Which, again, is another kind of magical thinking. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's an arbitrary point in the year. Mm-hmm. Why are you waiting until you hit that next arbitrary start mm-hmm. point? Start again. Mm-hmm. Start again. So... All of those reasons, I am not here for New Year's resolutions. No, I am not. I never make them. No, 
just almost it's almost got to principle levels now of on <laughs> principle I don't make any decisions in January, which is also quite stupid. But um, <laughs> well, so but the, here's the thing though. Personally, I really love that feeling of how am I going to make this new year brilliant. I really like New Year's because of that New Year's Day because of that, mm. and and I want to have a kind of plan for how my new year is going to be better than my last mm. year and and so on. Yeah. So I was thinking about this and I was thinking about that in the light of Gretchen's 18 in 2018 and all the other online challenges I've seen, you know, the kind of um, seven day Instagram challenges and 30 day this, that Mm. and the other challenges that you see and how effective a lot of people find those. And I was thinking, so how can we make New Year's resolutions more like that? Mm. What can we do? Um, Although I would worry about, um, yeah, we got 18 and 2018, but what happens when we get to 2072? Because <laughs> that is a mammoth task. <laughs> well, at that point, you have 72 really tiny things yeah, really that you're going to do. <laughs> we, were, we were talking a little bit earlier on and you said you don't like the word challenges very much. No, I get a little bit antsy when people say challenge. I think... Um, I mean, challenge is one of those things people say now um, instead of the word problem. We're not allowed to say we have problems anymore. We've just got challenges. It's getting to a point where it's automatically mm-hmm. instilling in people's brains that the word challenge, that it's something to be overcome rather than like it's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And you said that you respond more to challenge and I'm more of a like goal, I suppose, but like focusing on what the outcome is rather than the the challenge. But I'm like a, I'm quite a low competitive person. I get a bit scared by competitive things um, because <laughs> I'm just so afraid I'm going to lose on the time. I don't um, think of challenge necessarily as competitive. I yeah. think it, it's just about me and what I can do. But I yeah. do get where you're coming from with that. And I think the th- key thing there is just call it what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were if you were super all business, you might call them your yearly objectives. But that's yeah. uh, terrifying, uh, frankly. Like <laughs> <a kind> of <laughs> dry, hairy feeling in the back of my throat. Well, exactly. Exactly. So... Move on from that. Okay. So what's the good thing? You've already come up with one of them. Like one of the best things about having a challenge or a goal or something like that for this is it's all about the outcome. Mm. It's positive. Mm, mm. It's all about I will achieve this cool thing. Yeah. Because I've been I've been over the years quite bad at um, ever kind of establishing any sort of a goal for myself, which has led to quite a few years of kind of wafting mm-hmm. in a way that I'm um, looking back I'm not entirely happy with and um, it's almost quite recently that I started twigging the whole oh a goal isn't like this annoying thing that you have to do for work it can actually just be like a really nice idea that you'd like to have come real um, uh, yeah. like like a dream come true exactly um, it's just a dream yeah. with a plan yeah yeah exactly and and I hadn't I don't know for some reason that just hadn't really clicked in my brain until relatively recently um, but yeah I've sort of developed this idea of something I want to do it's like an exciting plan that I have that involves taking this big trip that I want to do. And there's like lots of things to add up to that. Mm-hmm. And it's given me a very different way of looking at everything I do day to day because mm. I want, you know, this is a big thing for me uh, for lots of reasons. And I want things to lead to that. And anything that kind of takes me away from that isn't necessarily something that I want to do. But it's also making me think, you know, to do it, I'm going to need quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. So it's given me a reason to be earning money, to be saving money. Whereas yeah. I'm someone who 
generally is a bit afraid to spend money and I'm always saving for mm-hmm. the never, never and never for a thing. So I never really let myself enjoy the money that I have, which is sort of my weird relationship with money. And this has given me a thing that I know I'm going to splurge quite a lot of cash on. Um, but it's something <laughs> that I know I really want to do. Yeah. And yeah, it has sort of altered my thinking. So I suppose that's why maybe I realise that I respond more to kind of goal rather than challenge because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not really a challenge. I mean, I suppose in a way it's for me to challenge to go on this big trip because um, I need lots of money to do it. But it's like, I want to go on the trip. Well, okay, let's track that back to everything I have to do to get there. And you're challenging yourself to enjoy the money. Yeah, exactly. You're challenging yourself to spend a bit and that brings you joy yeah. rather than yeah. rather than just... And plan it as well yeah, in a way yeah. that um, I've yeah. never really planned. Like I've gone on big trips before, but it's always been... I've sort of saved myself into a point where I can just three weeks before decide to go on it, which mm-hmm. means that, I mean, that's great because you get to go on a big trip, but I have i don't go through that process of enjoying the lead up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, the really key thing, right? Something with a, a goal or a challenge, whatever it is, is founded in reflection. It's founded in the why. Mm. Why do you want to achieve that cool thing? What is it that's inspiring you? Mm. And like I said, that's the opposite of those very reactive New Year's resolutions mm. where like you said, you might even just make them up on the fly in the office because somebody's asked you. Mm. (laughs) Worst possible way. And sometimes, like, letting yourself have that why as well. Because sometimes the answer to why is just, well, because I want to. Yeah, yeah, And that's okay, you know, that's enough. Like this thing, this trip I want to do next year, why do I want to do it? Because I kind of want to. But but the trip is the why for why you're doing all these other boring, meaningless things. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I like about goals is... They've got that phased timing thing that you were talking about. Mm. So you can spread out mm. your goal. Your goal is to achieve a thing by the end of the year. Mm. That's going to be in actions over the course of the year. And you can spread those out at a manageable pace. So that's, it is, again, all about outcome. Yeah. Not necessarily about trying to hit everything in January. Mm. Some things might not even be possible to do in January. You're trying to achieve something during the course of the year. Yeah. You might not even be able to start on it until summer. Yeah. It just depends on what yeah. it all is. Yeah, exactly. And there's also, you know, like I have this goal of something that I want to do in the next year, but there's something else that's come up that might slightly alter the timing of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, there's a part of me that's like, well, just sort of checking in with myself in a way that I haven't mm-hmm. before about, is this the right thing? Is it going to happen at the right time? Do I need to maybe move it around? And will it change shape slightly in a way that like resolutions that are focused on, I'm going to deny myself this thing or do this really, mm. you know, boring going to a gym class three nights a week. You know, maybe that's your thing. That's cool. But uh, <laughs> no bad ideas. <laughs> but when there's no why, there isn't any flexibility in it, really, because you're exactly. just doing a thing. Exactly. And that leads to the sense of broken resolutions. Mm. A resolution is a thing you can break. And once it's broken, yeah. it's useless. Yeah. Whereas a goal that you're moving towards, if you take two steps forward and one step back, yeah. you're still heading to your goal. Yeah. yeah. And the, the longer term thing and yeah. the, the you know, one day that you overspend isn't isn't the problem. If exactly. You can kind of make it a pattern of, you know, general um, achievement towards exactly, the thing. Exactly. You know, exactly. It does exactly. give you when you roll out a bigger goal that's further away, it gives you a bit more play in the system, which makes things feel more achievable. Yeah. As an example, there's one of the banks at the moment, one of the new challenger banks. I won't drop names right now, uh, but if they want to get in touch with us for sponsorship, then uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they actually allow you to set up your account so that it has lots of different pots for your different goals, uh, okay. which is great. Yeah. Lots of places do that. Credit unions do it. It's called Jam Jar Accounts. They're great. 
But what's interesting about this particular challenger bank is in the app on your phone where you're managing what those goals are, you can add a picture of the thing that you're saving for with that goal account. Um, And my husband uses it. He wants to save for a trip to New York. He's got this really aspirational image of New York with Central Park and the skyline and and so on. And that's there to inspire him to keep going. So I want to go to South Korea, so I'm just going to put my K-pop bias there. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Exactly. Or a massive bowl of noodles. Yeah. Because that's probably actually more motivating for me. Oh, (laughs) bring it on. Bring it on. Well, that's it. And, And I think that's it. Because it's all about the outcome. It's all about getting there and how do I get there. It's much more specific than a generic kind of, oh, I'm going to stop using my credit card for everything. So with that in mind, let's have a think about some financial goals. And and like I said, financial goals are just the financial bit of a life goal. Mm, mm. It's all about what is this going to achieve for you in your life. Mm. But let's have a think about sort of breaking that down in terms of the financial bit. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One of the first suggestions I have, again, kind of not the most exciting thing, but it's probably the most powerful thing you can do if you're struggling with keeping control of your finances, is just keeping a spending diary for a month. Mm. If you feel out of control in terms of your money and your spending and you don't know where your money's going and it stresses you out, Mm. so you can have that goal of I want to be less stressed about money and the way I'm going to have less stress about money 
is I'm going to keep a spending diary for a month. That's going to show me where my spending's mm. going. Mm. Knowledge is power. So I'm thinking about literally keeping keeping mm. a diary of your spending as you do it oh. for a month. So mm. literally just that either you can, there's lots of apps that will let you do this on your phone, mm. but a notebook and a pen, literally yeah. a small notebook and a pen and just writing down what did you spend your money on? How much was it? If you don't know where your money is going, that is such a powerful exercise. I did do a little bit of reviewing my previous month's bank statement and it was like, wow, I go to the supermarket and the wine shop a lot. (laughs) (laughs) People don't know. like The little things. There's always something that catches you that you didn't realise you were doing. So it's well worth doing. Then there's other sort of bits and pieces you can do. You can make a goal, for example, to pay for all of next Christmas in cash. Mm. A couple of other things like decluttering selling anything that someone might pay money for on eBay or Gumtree mm. or car boot sales mm. or whatever it might be. It's amazing how much crap you can have <laughs> in your house. You know, one person's crap is another person's treasure and all that kind of thing. Exactly. So yeah. I can, yeah, I've cleaned out a lot of crap in my house that I probably need to sell. Mm. Good idea. Yeah, and again, this is one that can be broken down. You don't have to do all of this all at once. Mm. Cupboard A in January, mm. wardrobe in February, yeah. bookshelves in yeah. March, yeah. you know. And if so. you pull your wardrobe, remember, it does look worse before it looks better. So <laughs> don't be filmed. I did that. It was just, there was like six hours work in that and about an hour or two, I thought I might just cry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We've already talked about saving for a nice holiday. Definitely. Yeah. Shifting all your saving and borrowing onto a better interest rate. Like mm. that can be a year, a, mm. a goal for the year. It's a quick and easy win. Mm. Put it in there, do it, and you've done it. And then you've given yourself a quick and easy win on this goal, mm. unlike a New Year's resolution, mm. which is miserable after two weeks when you've quote unquote broken it. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, you know, get around to shifting your bank account to somewhere with better deals and better service because. Mm. People are more likely to get divorced than to shift where they have their current account. Oh, really? Yeah. I've done it once and it actually was not that bad at all. It's really not that bad. I know. It's really, like they do it all for you. And yeah. They, they just send you a list of things to tick that you still want to keep paying. Yeah. And then they send you that list and you're like, oh my God, I should have stopped paying that about three years ago. It's actually a good <laughs> exercise in that. And you realise what direct debits you've got in your account that are completely irrelevant now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. It's really not hard at all. They do do it all for you. There's all sorts of fail-safes now as well in case they mess something up. So, Mm. yeah, I do recommend that Mm. for sure. So, what makes a good goal? I mean, we've talked about some of the things we might do, but what makes it good and what makes it work? Mm. So, we've sort of said already a small number and things that are really important to you. So, thinking a lot about that why why do I want to do this? And what's the exciting outcome that mm. I want to get? So mm. I still say like I think there's something in actually writing it down. Mm. Definitely. Because I never wrote this stuff down. And I'm like, I don't know why. I just have this, you know, obviously quite complicated relationship that at some point I'll unpick um, <laughs> with letting Today myself have things. Stay on Squanderlust is yeah. Alex's therapy. I'm lying back in the couch. Here goes, guys. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, I actually let myself and I wrote down this thing that I wanted to do. And it, mm. it's weird, like putting it on a piece of paper makes it more real already. It does. Um, yeah. It's just it sounds kind of like that shouldn't be the case, but it it is very much the case. So yeah. Let yeah. yourself write it down. Yeah, definitely. Let yourself write it down. Like I said, a small number but keeping them to hand as well, because I'm a great one for writing things down mm-hmm. and then putting them away somewhere I can't see them. Yeah. And then they just sort of float out of my head. So keep them to hand. Write it down on a post-it. 
take a photo of it, make it your unlock screen on your phone. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I then like everything it. Everything you do. I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, that picture, I used to recommend to people that they put a picture of what they want to achieve in their wallet near mm. their cards. Mm. So that you think about it at the time when you're taking your card out to pay for something. Yeah. Is the thing I'm paying for worth not getting this other yeah. thing that I'm trying to achieve? Idea. So that, that can work well for people. Yeah. And as positive as possible. Mm. Like frame it in a really positive way. Yeah. You're not just paying off a credit card, you're getting debt free. I've got that kind of on, on my brain because uh, for various reasons, combination of freelance and wedding last year, <laughs> I ended up with a, a bigger credit card bill than I was really comfortable with. It used mm. to really stress me out. Mm. Um, I've been overpaying recently. I'm getting it down. It's almost gone. Mm. And the satisfaction of getting rid of those chunks of money is just mm. really great. Mm. And I would never have thought that before. I wouldn't have thought about how positive an experience that could be. But but thinking about, you know, this is a positive thing. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be free of this thing. Yeah. Rather than thinking, oh God, I've got to give up on my joy and be uber thrifty in yeah. order to have to pay off this credit card. How miserable. Whereas I'm an habitual joy denier anyway. <laughs> so, you know, if I'm thinking about something positive, it's like, you know, this is a nice thing that I want to do and I'm mm-hmm. I'm worth doing this. So I'm yeah, allowed you to are. do the thing. You for are. me, it's like a letting myself actually do stuff. Yeah. And for me, it's actually, there's a there's an element as well of that. It's like, mm. oh, I'm going to take care of myself. I deserve not to have this worry. Yeah. It's worth it for me to not have this worry. I deserve not to be stressing about debt. So Mm. I'm going to look after myself and give myself the peace of mind Mm. of not having to worry about a debt. I think you kind of mentioned this as well. The external stuff. What will help you to get things done? Mm. What will get in the way? Mm -hmm. And what can you do about it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. life happens, and that's mm. that's where New Year's resolution falls down because mm. they're like, here is a thing I'm going to do, not like something I'm actually trying to achieve, and there are steps towards that. And yeah. as soon as something flies in from the side, then you're completely thrown off balance, and then you're like, oh well, I just bin that because I can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. It's not really well. It, it doesn't. It, it's a thing you can do, but like, why the why again? Mm. And easily, like you know, you have to stay late at work. Your friend calls you, and something yeah. drastic's happened. Like, and it's, it's somebody's leaving. Leaving do if yeah. <laughs> things fall by the wayside and yeah. you know in a way that you can't plan or you know there could be something that actually makes a stage of it go much faster mm. um mm. you know so you, you want to go on holiday and then it's your birthday and someone gives you an unexpected cash windfall Yay. like it's monopoly um <laughs> <laughs> you win a beauty contest <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of well, thing. you might win a beauty oh, contest. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you only get 20 quid. So <laughs> Why has the yeah. inflation not come to a monopoly? Yeah, here, here. Um, <laughs> then, then we would understand how the world works. Um, then there are things you can recalibrate for. And if you're doing it on a slightly, with a slightly different attitude and a slightly different timescale, that you can still stay on track or adjust what you're doing in a way that much-hated New Year's resolutions don't really live room for. Yeah, definitely. You can think about as well, you know, have you done something a bit like this before? Did it work? Why did it work? Or why did it not work? Mm. And try and kind of anticipate where those points will come. Mm. Now, some people feel a bit funny about the idea of having a buddy for financial goals. Mm. And I I do get that. Mm. I do get that. It has to be somebody you really trust. Mm. But the Money Advice Service have recently been trialling this where Mm. people work with a friend, a close trusted friend, to help them to talk through 
keep them on track with some kind of financial goal. And they found that actually it works really well for a lot of people. And it's mm. just a quick text conversation once a week to say, how are you getting on? Yeah. The people involved in, in testing this out, they all chose who it was was going to be their buddy. It was somebody close to them that they trusted. Mm. And they said, actually, you know what? It worked really well. It helped keep it fun, helped mm. keep themselves accountable. Because yeah. I think also if you, if you choose that person you kind of feel less judgment because yeah. you've given them the role of asking you. Exactly. So you've kind of broken that thing of, oh, I'm just asking you. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not prying. You yeah. Know, you've just got past that. You're like, I've asked you to ask me about this to uh-huh. help me stay on track. And it's something I want, not a completely unsolicited piece of advice, which is yeah. just going to get my back up. Exactly. Kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. The great thing about having a buddy is is you have somebody to review with. Mm. And, and doing goals does mean that you're more inclined to review through the year. Am I getting it done? Mm. Is it still the right thing to do? Yeah. Which I think is a really big thing. Like, is it still the right thing? Yeah. it's totally... That's the thing, it's, again, with New Year's resolutions. It's like, oh, I must keep doing this thing because I resolved to. Yes. And actually, maybe it just doesn't work. And you go, well, that's useless. Let's try something else. You know, mm. and that's fine. Like, yeah. it's... Let's it's try not, something else. Yeah. Key point here. Yeah. Build it into the system. Like, you know, was a definition of insanity is doing something you've always done and expecting a different outcome. I am certified insane on that point, having tried many things the same way loads of times. And, it, you know, it's like... It's okay just to not do it and to do something else instead just go you know what's not working put it in the bin yeah try something else yeah and you can make those reviews fun mm. especially if you do have a buddy who is somebody who's close to you mm. you have a good time with mm. go hang out you know get the bag of revels in or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> revel roulette i like the coffee ones people moan so about do them I. why do people moan about that they're know. the best anyway um it builds in the idea of it being a process yeah and it not being a thing but being a process and that process can be open to things going a bit wrong but also building new things in that actually would yeah. be make it even better yeah or more achievable or yeah. more fun or just bigger because you realize that you'd actually underestimated what you could achieve exactly and for me for example paying off this credit card how fast I've been able to pay off this credit card when I really set my mind to it has proved to me how fast I could save if I set my mind to that that's been really powerful for me Mm. I've been teaching people to save for years Mm. (laughs) it's embarrassing I've been teaching people you could save if you were thrifty yeah for years and I've never put as much of it into practice as I have this Mm. year for myself Mm. and doing it for myself has really been quite a powerful experience in terms of not just saying it but really Mm. feeling it yeah that's been the difference for me is like I felt it in a way that I've not felt it before yeah resolutions are just they don't feel like feelings you know and I think the way to (laughs) it just just feels like another burden you know it's a thing to do not some you know a feeling that you want to cultivate and I think getting to that feeling of um is actually where where it starts working here here You've been listening to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Your hosts were Martha Lawton and Alex Lemon. You can find us online at squanderlustpod.com, where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention, and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King, and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.